Welcome to episode number 319 of Category 5 Technology TV. It is Tuesday, the 29th of October, 2013. How you doing? Hello, everybody. Hey, Lieutenant Commander Ferguson. Commander Sasha Dermatis. How you doing? Great. Good, good. Coming up in the newsroom, we have... How would you like a cell phone battery that takes just minutes to charge and lasts for several weeks? Imagine that. We say farewell to a longtime favorite Linux repository. Could BlackBerry's future rely on the use of competitors' devices? And Google's smartwatch appears to be on the horizon. Stick around. These stories and more are coming up later in the show. Huh. Well, tonight we are going to be checking out some of the cool tech that is going to be making its way to Studio D with your help at cat5.tv slash studio. Also, we've got a full mailbag. Uh, we were going through it before the show, just checking out some of your questions. We're going to be hitting a lot of those. And we've got a cool web GUI-based uh, backup tool from I- Idera that we're going to be taking a look at tonight as well. We've got a contest announcement for you. We've got some stuff to give away, so get ready. This is going to be an awesome show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com Broadcasting since 2007, Category 5 Technology TV has grown year after year, faithfully bringing viewers hundreds of one-hour episodes focused on helping with their tech questions, assisting with the migration to Linux and other open-source alternatives, presenting new and interesting tech products, and providing insightful interviews and demonstrations. All this is provided free of charge. We are now in our seventh season, and it's time to improve the viewing experience, make the show look and sound great. We continue our focus on fun, educational broadcasting. Stand with us as we build a brand new studio for Category 5 Technology TV. Bringing Category 5 TV to the world with better visuals, full 1080p video, and a permanent sound-isolated studio. We have big dreams, and we want you to be a part of them. Please support Category 5 Technology TV. 
Visit cat5.tv studio to be a part of our crowdfunding campaign for a limited time. With contributor perks brought to you in part by Category 5 Technology TV. Bag to Nature Compostable Garbage Bags. EcoAlkaline's Environmentally Responsible Batteries. Free Play Human Powered Devices. NetTalk Duo 2 with free calls to the USA and Canada and no monthly phone bill. And the Android powered RicoMagic Mini PC. We thank you for your support. Please visit cat5.tv/slash studio today. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm C- Lieutenant Commander Ferguson. And I am Commander Dermatis. I want to start off by thanking all of the viewers who have sent in donations this week. We're about halfway through. Is that right? Halfway no, through? No, well, we're, we're just starting up, really. Um, ha- as far as timing goes, we are two weeks into the fundraiser just to kind of kickstart things, get things going. Uh, cat5.tv slash studio. But we do have... 32 days left, so just a little bit more than a month um, for the entire duration of the fundraiser. Really, really exciting stuff. Uh, you know, Sasha and I know what's going on behind the scenes and what we're what we're up to, uh, but we want to share some of that with you. Um, all the exciting things that are happening now. Now, of course, you know, I should start off by saying, you know, we do have to raise a lot of money in order to do this. It's eighty-eight thousand five hundred dollars for Category Five Technology TV, and we don't ask for uh, money often from our viewers because this is a free show. Um, but what we want to do is we want to take it to the next level and really propel Category Five into um, the next, you know, season seven, season eight, season nine, season ten. It's hard to believe. Like this is season seven. Here we are. We've got all this amazing stuff to come. One of those things is that we're working with technology that will allow us to work in a virtual reality 3D studio set. This is cool stuff. Mind-blowing stuff. Because we have a fairly limited amount of space here at Category 5, right? So as you can imagine, that means we're basically sitting at a desk, and that's the only space that we have. And up until now, we have literally been confined to a desk, and that's where we are. With a virtual reality 3D set, we can actually be in this enormous set, but it's all virtual. And it's it looks real, and it acts real, and it's interactive with us. And it, to you, the viewers, it's going to look um, just as real as anything else. But amazingly it's still the same small space that we're working within so that's something that we're working toward check out cat5.tv slash studio as sasha has said thank you so much to everybody who has supported us thus far um if everybody who's watching this were just to give two five ten dollars uh we would be there and that's amazing sasha are you ready to show off what this gray wall can do i sure am this is uh, the most amazing technology this is uh this is not ours this is something that has been sent to us in order to demonstrate to you some of the technology that is coming uh to studio d here at category five technology tv uh before we fire up this beautiful screen i want to say thanks to john milanoski uh also guy cochran you can check out their websites johnmilanoski.com and dvestore.com respectively and if you miss those i will post the links in the show notes for episode number 319 this is chromat from reflect media it looks like just a gray screen right and that's what the cameras pick up that's what everything picks up but we have this neat little thing with a little power switch Mm-hmm. And even though this is just a gray screen behind us, watch what happens. Ready? Yes. Now we're back in Studio C. Here we are. That's Reflect Media's Chromat. 
And that's something that we will be introducing in uh, Studio D uh, at Category 5 Technology TV, something that I'm very, very excited about. The quality of, you see that the background is stunning quality and we are kind of a little bit fuzzy and that is because we still are using the consumer camera. And uh, as you know from our campaign, that is going to be changed as well. We're going to be upgrading to a full 1080p feed with new uh, pro- professional grade cameras as well. So everything's going to look just absolutely amazing. Do you need to see that again, Dennis Kelly? Which one's real? <laughs> It's basically the latest technology when it comes to chroma key. What's nice about this, and so just so that you understand what's amazing about Reflect Media, is because it is, in fact, a gray screen, okay, it, we are able to put ourselves into a virtual environment with no spill. So you don't see any green reflecting onto our outfits or um, our, our uh, blonde co-hosts. Um, sometimes we have problems with the green reflecting on their blonde hair. So then their hair disappears. That's a big problem. That's not going to happen with Chromat from Reflect Media. Also, as you can see, we didn't bring any um, more lighting into the studio. With green screen, traditional chroma key green screen technology, one of the real tough things when you're working in a small space is that, yes, you have to have a green wall and a green backdrop, but you also have to have a lot of extra lighting. It generates a lot of heat, and it it takes up a lot of space. Here we haven't added any extra lighting, and yet you see there's no ghosting around my fingers or anything. Um, It looks really, really great, even with the consumer camera. So it's very, very exciting technology. And that's that's one of the things that we're bringing to Category 5. It blows my mind. Isn't that cool? So we'll leave this on tonight. Excellent. Yeah. We might even spice things up. Just a little bit. Might we? Should we? We should. Well, we talked a little bit about how we can place ourselves, even though we're sitting in this really confined space, mm-hmm. how we can, in fact, place ourselves in a much larger space. For example, to be appropriate to tonight's episode, this is the cosplay special, by Get the way. Ready. Happy Halloween. Happy, yes. Yes. Here we go, folks. All right. On with the show. (laughs) Enjoy. Excellent. All right. I'd like to start by saying Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Thank you, Sasha. You're welcome. We have a Google Plus Hangout happening after the show tonight. Stick around. Sasha and I will be here to answer your questions. We'll be talking a little bit with you, our viewers, about the fundraiser that's going on at cat5.tv slash studio. But also, uh, we just want to hang out with you and chat about basically anything at all um, that is non-technical. We're not going to be talking tech at that point. We're just going to be hanging out with our community. So join us after the show. Also, do check out our mobile website just over the captain's chair there, m.cat5.tv. Scan that code or visit the website and you'll be able to visit our uh, new and improved mobile website. Very nice. Um, Welcome to our new registered viewers, Shine Shadow and Juklubi. G-C-L-U-B-I. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us here at Category 5 Technology TV. Uh, We have been working hard. I've been working hard to improve 
our distribution here at Category 5. This is all a part of our growth through Season 7, through season, you know, the seasons to come. One of the things that we've been working on is improving the speed of our RSS feeds, the delivery, and uh, also the reliability. So if you're watching this through Miro Internet TV, you should notice that things are screaming fast now. You can download the episodes a lot quicker than you ever have been able to before. And uh, in fact, our... RSS feed um, systems are now so fast that they're capable of streaming HD video directly to thousands and tens of thousands of viewers simultaneously. So that's going to take us to the next step, which is distribution through Roku and all of these different amazing technologies. So make sure you stay on top of that, but very excited to to announce the improvements. Please let us know what you think live at Category5.tv when you notice the difference. And check out my blog, baldnerd.com, and learn more about uh, what we've been up to. All right. Excellent. I guess it's time to take a look at some cool software that we've been looking at. Um, one of the things that um, we've really been keeping a focus on is backups. Back up your backup. Back up your backup of your backup. Very, very important stuff when we have things like CryptoLocker working their way. If you do not back up, you will be taught by the universe why you ought to back up. It kind of seems that way, right? I have lost my pictures two times in my life. No. And now I back up. Oh. Actually, well, now I will back up. Okay. All right. We're going to look at a piece of software tonight that you can install on Windows or Linux. And technically, it's made for servers. But it's going to work for you on your desktop as well, because Linux technically is a server operating system. Even on the desktop level, you're able to do some really, really cool stuff. So I'm going to bring up my computer display here, and uh, let's take a look at what we have up here. Oh, this is Linux. And what I want to do, I'm going to bring up my web browser. I'm going to direct you to a website here. Okay, cat5.tv slash, and I've set up a quick link for you, and that is simply server backup cat5.tv slash server backup and this is in fact going to take you to idera's website and we're going to learn how to set up this software what's really really cool about this sasha is that it's available for you for free nice yeah it will back up one linux system one windows system absolutely free. Now, if you want to get into backing up entire networks, say you administer a network uh, kind of environment, Mm -hmm. this is a great piece of software for you to check out. We're kind of evaluating it, to be honest with you, at this point. We're taking a look at it, giving it, you know, feeling the water, see what it's like. Uh, But I'd encourage you to give it a try as well and report back to us so that we can then relay to our community what the kind of findings we we have are. And then we can uh, give a, a nice unbiased review of this software. So on my screen, I want to actually set this up on Debian. I'm using Point Linux, as you can see, up on the big display there in front of me. So with Point Linux, this is technically Debian 7. So Debian 7 being you know, uh, what a lot of operating systems are based on. Um, Ubuntu is based on Debian. Um, there are you know, a lot of different Linux distros that are based on Debian. So when I say we're going to do this on Debian, it really will work for any Debian-based uh, Linux operating system. That said, Idera Server Backup Free is also ab- available, as I mentioned, for uh, Microsoft Windows as well as other Linux distributions. So I'm going to show you how to get to that. Uh, it is right on the Idera website, idera.com, 
And I know that it's hard to see because it's so far in front of me. There you go. It's idera.com. And on that website, we're going to go products. And then over at backup and maintenance, you'll see server backup free. Just below, just uh, beyond my head there. Okay? So you can go there on any other platform, server backup free. And that will give you all the information about that, allow you to download it for free and install it. So tonight, because we're on a Debian-based computer, I'm going to actually do this using apt-get. The reason we want to do that is apt-get will allow allow us to um, update the software as they release updates automatically. Beautiful mechanism for doing that. Okay, so nice and easy. Following the directions, we can just simply copy the first line of configuring our apt repository. there are other ways to do that, and if you understand what you're doing, what it is that it's doing, you can you can do it however you want. It's just adding an apt repository. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually follow the directions, but I know that I need to do sudo in Point Linux. In Debian, you're going to, in fact, type su, which is just like that, and hit enter and enter your password. With, Debian, uh, with Ubuntu or um, Point Linux, we're going to use sudo and then paste that command. So sudo echo and then the line for their repository into my sources.list file. And all that's done. Uh, I thought sudo would do it for me. Permission denied. So we can launch a, you know what, I'll try su. Is su going to do it for me? No. Uh, Pluma. Let's try Pluma. wonder why it wasn't prompting me for my sudo password. Hmm. So sudo is working now. Let's try again. Permission denied. ETC apt sources.list. There it is. Sources.list. So sudo pluma sources.list. Let's try doing this manually. Okay, so we've just seen a little issue there with echoing directly into our sources.list file from the terminal. So there's a plan B then. Yeah, oh yeah, and this is what I mean by if you know what you're doing, you don't necessarily have to do it the way that they're showing you. So I'm going to actually show you an alternative way because okay. the way they're showing you on the site don't, don't actually work Oy. on this particular distro. Someone like me would have a meltdown at I this point. Maybe I missed something. Yeah. I don't know. But let's let's take a look at what's actually okay. going on here. And I'll zoom right in on the screen here so that you can give it a good look. So instead, what I'm going to do, I'm going to copy the Debian repository, which looks like that. I'm going to just copy that line because what it's telling it to do is save that line to etc apt sources.list. Okay? So I'm going to put that at the end of the file. Save it. We're good to go. Now we can do the rest of it. Okay. Close that. And now the rest of the commands that it's giving you here, this is to get the key for their repository. So let's do that. We're going to first go into cd slash tmp because their command is actually going to download a file here. Paste that command. Hit enter. Now the file has been downloaded for their uh, repository key, which makes it so that you don't have to, um, you don't get error messages. Paste the next line. It says it can only be done as root, so I'm going to try sudo again. There we go. Now it says OK. Now we're going to go sudo apt-get-update, 
and we should now have the new repository for this program. Okay. So next up, we're going to install the package. Again, copy and paste, but you'll notice that they are doing this with the assumption that you are SU on Debian. We're going to do this actually using sudo. So, which key has expired? It says that the signatures are invalid, but we should still be okay to do this. There we go. Yeah, it's detecting the repository and the software that we need. I'm going to say, yeah. That error message there that it can't be authenticated is because apparently the key that we just downloaded and installed is obsolete or maybe expired. They'll likely fix that as soon as they realize it. Okay. So that's all there is to installing the software. It's coming down the wire. We don't have to install a disk. We don't have to order it online and wait for them to send us a floppy. Right. Or a CD. It's on <laughs> its floppy. way. It's, yeah. It's coming through <laughs> right now. It's installing onto our system. Really, really simple step-by-step guide. But sometimes you do run into little issues there where maybe, just maybe, something that they have said didn't quite work. But it's easy enough to get around that if you understand what the commands are that you're typing. At that point, I would definitely be emailing you. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) You can too. Live at category5.tv and we'll help you. We'll get it set up for you. So the first thing that we did is we added their repository, which is basically a place where they store their software for distribution to our sources.list file, which is where apt, a software installation program, gets its information for what files are available to install. So by adding it to that and then doing apt-get update, now we can do apt-get install and then the name of their program, and it will install it from their server. We don't have to wait for a disk or anything like that. So there we go. It's all done installing, and we can just go through the next steps. Let's see what the next one is. Okay, so apt-get install server backup free. The next step is they want you to type help. I guess if you really want to see what the different options are, uh, it will tell you, uh, let's go sudo. Seems everything kind of needs super user do. Sudo in point Linux. So keep that in mind. All right. So that is cool. That's good to go. Help just shows us the output. Now, Idera, if you remember uh, from episode number, I believe it was 272. Um, I'll want to confirm that. Maybe somebody can do that in the chat room. Um, episode 272 of Category 5 Technology TV. Yes, the ultimate backup enhancer for Linux. And what we talked about there was a program called Hot Copy. And it really is amazing because it allows you to back up your hard drive and the content of your hard drive without having to close anything. So you can have a running virtual machine back everything up while it's still running and then have a bootable backup. Now, Idera is the company that makes that, and Idera is the company that makes this backup software. And lo and behold, they actually use Hot Copy at the back end of this backup software. So it's amazing because it will do all the same kind of stuff, but with a front-end GUI. Okay, step two is how to, back, how to install it manually. Now, we don't need to do that. You'll see we can actually proceed to step number three because we used AppGet. So we're not going to actually do any of the step two stuff. Continue on till we get to step three. Here we go. Okay, we need to set up our desired username and all that kind of stuff. So let's copy that line and we're going to manipulate it at the terminal. I'm going to go sudo and then paste the line. And let's change user where it says desired username. I'm going to set this to 
you know you can set that to whatever you like make it something strong I'm just going to use Robbie for the username and for the password I'm going to use password one <laughs> just to <laughs> nobody will ever guess at, that yes just to kind of make fun of some of the things that we learn here on the show <laughs> maybe if you make the s's fives it'll be safe yes <laughs> Okay, so that's that's good. It's ready. It's done. ETC. Oh, we're going to need sudo again. ETC init.d cdp-server restart. And that's going to actually restart with the server settings that I just created. So I now have a username and password. So, oh, I can actually log in now. Okay, so we're going to paste in, again, super user do. And my username was Robbie. And my password was password1. Now it tells me I need to restart again. Well, I can just push up twice because I've already done that. There we go. I was taking a bit longer this time. And it started, and it doesn't look like there were any errors. That's good. Okay. So next up. Okay, now I'm logged in. We need to actually configure the ports. So I'm going to just use the defaults by copying the next command and see how easy this is to just copy and paste. They've made it so easy. There we go. Oh, and they need me to restart the server again. But notice that unlike... And nothing against Windows users, but unlike a Windows machine, when I need to restart, it's a simple command. Mm-hmm. I don't have to reboot the whole computer. Right. How I annoying know, would that be? I know nothing except Windows at this point right. in my life. Well, you know, when you install something, you've got to reboot. Exactly. So you've got to close all your stuff, save your documents that you've got to open, reboot the whole computer, wait for it to come up. Once it's up, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Here, I've restarted three times in all of five seconds. How easy is that? I haven't had to restart the whole computer. I've just restarted the particular service in question. So now, I believe, because I've just set port 8080, moment of truth. Let's see what happens if I go to localhost colon 8080. There we go. Idera server backup free is running on my computer nothing to it i'm done i'm not actually done but i'm just saying (laughs) it's in okay what am i not done now i mentioned that it uses hot copy so we actually need to configure hot copy as our final absolute final step we just need to install the kernel modules it's so super easy okay there it is step four install server backup linux device driver again they've made it so easy you can test the connectivity we already know that it's good Um, Okay, we need our Linux headers, which we probably already have. This is used during the installation, so let's do it anyways just to be sure. Notice I've added super user do. Now, I didn't have it, so that's a good thing for the sake of the demonstration that I got the Linux headers. There we go. While that's installing, I can copy the next line, which is going to actually activate hot copy. Remember that similar kind of command from HCP? Once the kernel headers are done... I can run Hawk, uh, Hawk Copy's uh, activation for the kernel driver, and then I'm done. Okay, sudo, paste, now it's going. So that process itself takes a little bit more time. It creates the kernel package, builds the modules, mm-hmm. makes everything work with Hot Copy so that your system now will support Hot Copy. Hot Copy, again, refer to episode number 272. It's a program that allows linux computers to basically back up anything on the fly without having to close it down which is brilliant when you're working with virtual machines because virtual machines are tough to back up from a host level right sometimes we run into this problem where how do we back up a real backup of our virtual machine well hot copy and idera 
uh, server backup software is going to allow us to do that on the fly with the virtual machine running. How awesome. Cool that? So that's done. And it's warning nice. me now. It really didn't take long, did it? It's warning me now again that I need to restart. And again, I'm not going to restart the computer. I'm just going to restart cdp-server. Oh, it's telling me cdp-agent now. So I need to actually change that command. Agent. And it says it's going to take up to 60 seconds. Do you think it's really <laughs> going to take 60 seconds? I no. There I we go. It. it only took a few seconds. Okay, so now we're back here at my web browser connected to localhost colon 8080. Okay. There it is. Now, login username was Robbie, and my password was the ultra secure password one. Robbie password one. one. Authentication failed. What have I done? There we go. There you are. I must have typed strange. I am a little bit jet lagged. It was really tough, you know, traveling <laughs> all the way to Earth's orbit. Warp tonight. speed, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a little off. Just a little off. <laughs> okay. So now that I'm in, there's my dashboard. We're not going to actually get into setting up a full backup set tonight. I want you to play around with this and uh, and get one going. And we're going to actually be reviewing this in a couple weeks' time. You're going to see it on the calendar at cat5.tv slash calendar. But play around. I'm going to give you a quick, real quick overview here just so that you know where to look. First thing that you need is you need to have disk safes set up. There you go. There are your disk safes. A disk safe is like a database file which can be encrypted and it allows you to store your backups within that disk safe. It can be stored on any kind of medium. So I'm going to create a new disk safe, hit OK, give it a name, Robbie's Backup Safe, Okay, because we have multiple backups in here, and tell it where you want to save it. So this would be slash mount slash whatever device, you know, it could be whatever slash backups. You know, something like that. You can put it anywhere you like. Home, Robbie, desktop. Don't do that because, you know, it's the same local system, but backups. Directory does not exist. Okay. Create it. And that's going to actually create the disk safe. The disk safe now is a place for me to store my backups. So once I've done that, now I can create a policy which is going to take a different approach than your regular backup. Your regular backup, you're going to tell it what you want to back up, and it backs it up. Okay. Idera server backup free instead takes the approach that we're backing up the entire medium. We're going to back up every, the whole drive, including the boot sectors and everything. And you would actually select what you want to exclude. So it's kind of an inverse of the typical backup that you're used to. So you'll see here up on the viewer in front of me that the disk safe has been successfully created. So I'm going to hit OK. You'll see Robbie's backup safe is now up there. There it is. And we can start using it. So we can create uh, our policy, which is going to be found over here on the left-hand side at the bottom. And policies are ready to go. Create a new policy. Give it a name. We'll just call this uh, main drive. Select your disk safe that you want to save it to. It's going to be Robbie's backup safe. And then check out your retention settings. You're going to play with that a little bit later. We're going to walk through that in a future episode. And then the file excludes are going to actually give you all of the files that are being backed up. 
and you can in fact exclude things that you don't want to include. For example, my TMP folder, I may want to simply omit that from my backup because it's not really necessary. So that is, in a nutshell, how to get installed with IDERA server backup free. Give it a try. It's cat5.tv slash server backup. Uh, pretty exciting software. As you can see, it was f- quite easy to get it installed up and running. We're doing it here live mm-hmm. on the Starship Enterprise. Now, of course, we're from the 24th century, and the computers here are screaming fast. That's right. But fortunately, we're able to piggyback off of your internet down below. <laughs> we're good like that. It works. Yeah. Fabulous. So, okay, so do check out our website, category5.tv, cat5.tv slash calendar to stay on top of. Uh, we haven't actually booked the review yet because I'm actually meeting with the people from Idera about the software. I'm going to go over some of, the, uh, some of the features of that. So if you have any specific questions, get them to me today, live at category5.tv, and I will extend those to Idera. And, uh, and we'll take it from there. Perfect. Cool. Excellent. All right, well, it is time... Before we get into your viewer questions, are you ready? I am ready. Take her away. Here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. Phone batteries that recharge in minutes and last for weeks could result from work on silicone supercapacitors. Created, awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Created by American scientists, the components exploit properties of carefully engineered silicone slices to hold and quickly deliver a charge. Renewable energy sources could also benefit from work on the cheaper supercapacitors. And silicone components should be easy to add to existing chip production systems, said the researchers. Which Hmm. means you'd be able to charge your batteries very quickly and they would last for a long time. They make it sound so great, but here on the Enterprise, we've had that for years. (laughs) It's nothing new. like a bunch of kids <laughs> just like a couple of kids Drops. that's cool because i think it's annoying that you have to charge your cell phone a thousand times a day just to be able to take a call I know. and i i have three kids folks every day can i play on your ipod I and that's know. i love to let you play with my ipod but i've got an email coming in and i don't have the charger with me and it's the same story for iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. And, or even the any. Android devices, any modern device. So wouldn't it be nice if you could charge something that quickly? And, and have it last. That's the thing. I don't mind charging for overnight, but I want it to last. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So when you pick up a phone call, you, you can actually take the phone call. Exactly. It is, after all, a phone. And if it's supposed to be a smartphone... They built it with email and with internet surfing and with Angry Birds and with so Candy if it can't Crush. Handle those things, yeah, so if it can't <laughs> handle those things as well as take phone calls, then they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. They're turning that around. Perhaps one of the most popular third-party repositories for Ubuntu and other derivatives uh, has been shut down. Now we learned about what a repository is tonight. This is a little bit of sad news because these guys have been around forever, like since 2006. That was the early days of Ubuntu. So Midibuntu has actually uh, been providing non-free software such as DVD codecs so that you can watch DVDs on Linux, Adobe Reader, Google Earth. uh, They've been providing these through repositories to Linux users. They closed down the repository this month, stating that the packages were either obsolete, unnecessary, or moved to the official Ubuntu archive. 
Here's the thing. Since libdvdcss, that's the codec that allows you to play DVDs on Linux, uh, they've been available, pardon me, made available by Videolan. Uh, now it seems that the project maintainers just thought it's time to call it quits. Users who now receive an error when updating their app repository information may want to disable the Mediboontu repositories uh, in their package manager. Keep in mind that any programs that you had previously installed with Mediboontu will still exist on your system. They just won't be able to get the updates. That's all. Hmm. A that sad day. Sad. That is a sad moment. Mm. Hmm. Chaz Linux, you might be interested in this. BlackBerry has announced that its BlackBerry Messenger BBM apps for Android and iOS have already been downloaded more than 20 million times. Yeah. It means it now has more than 80 million active users globally across BlackBerry, Android, and iPhone devices. That's a big deal. 80 million active users. BlackBerry relaunched the Android and iOS apps last week after problems with a rogue version of the Android app forced BlackBerry to suspend the rollout for almost a month. Yikes. Problems with BlackBerry. Sad. Mm-hmm. But typical. BBM quickly rose to the ranking through the rankings on the App Store to become the number one free app in 107 countries and the top free app in 35 countries in Google Play during its first week. And I wow. Can, I can tell you, I keep seeing people message me their new BBM pins, and I don't I've have it. Yeah. I don't have this BBM because hmm. I just thought it was some, you know. I think it's the first time in a long time that we've seen a smart hand dealt mm-hmm. by BlackBerry. Yeah, I, mean, I hate to say it, but there have been some really poor decisions over the past three or four years. I have never had a BlackBerry, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, but is BBM just text? I think it's like their messaging is it tec- service. Yes. So if I can text you, yes. why why <laughs> would I want to What's then the change big deal? that? Yeah. I think really what it boils down to is that BlackBerry has always been respected for the fact that their texts are secure, <gasps> encrypted, oh. and private, so... The sender is sending a message directly to the recipient. It goes through their servers. It's encrypted, and nobody else can read it. Nobody can spy upon them. Only the NSA. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's just like everything else. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, it could be a good card uh, because BlackBerry is now saying, "Okay, we're going to put our software onto other competing devices." And if that's the case, then all of a sudden, I don't have to buy a BlackBerry because guess what? It's not in hardware anymore. Right. The hardware isn't where the money is. It's, yeah. I like RIM. I like them because they're Canadian. Of they're course. local. They're very local, yeah. really. But they made some really bad decisions, I think, in my opinion, the past few years when it came to you know the release of uh, iPhones and, uh, and then Android devices. And they were really holding on to past success rather than pushing the envelope and pushing into future success mm-hmm. and now they're seeing you know the failure of their platform and their devices mm-hmm. and so you know well, we saw it coming now they're saying okay well let's figure something else out let's put our software which is what makes everybody want to use blackberry anyways on everyone else's platform maybe we can make some money there perfect yeah except it's a free app is it free is anything free it is well they're putting up free internet in barry and it's like is it really free who's listening to the data Right. Who's putting the advertisings so, on it. So what you're saying is if it's a free app, then perhaps it's not as secure as 
I don't know that it's not secure. <laughs> I think that there's going to be something about it that it, it, they have to make money. If this is their mm-hmm. bailout plan, mm-hmm. then it's got to make money somehow, whether it be advertising or, or what. And usually when something is free, guess what? You see that ad down there? Please click it. Because, you know, really that's paying the bills. Right. So that's hmm. how it works. Speaking of kind of mobile devices and all this kind of stuff, Google has remained very tight-lipped, as you know, about, you know, any entrance into the smartwatch um, kind of line of products. But now a new report about another wearable gadget directly from Google um, is actually kind of being leaked through the Wall Street Journal. Uh, They cited people familiar with the matter. Um, Google's, uh, apparently they say that Google's smartwatch, powered by Android, of course, is in late-stage development. We could actually see this thing uh, in production, in mass production, uh, within the next couple of months. So here we are, you know, maybe Christmas time, do you think? Maybe it's going to be early 2014. We're not really sure. Um, It is Android-powered, and the device is reportedly going to integrate the Google Now personal assistant system, and it's being built to reduce power consumption and eliminate the need for frequent charging. So there's that again. Like competing products, Google's smartwatch will communicate with a cell phone and be able to sync useful information such as appointment, reminders, travel schedules, things like that. And is this the way that things are going that now it's not all having to be built into your cell phone? Now we can have a watch that does some of those things, my calendaring, my schedule, my alarms, and and even a little bit of email and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So that I'm not drawing all the resources from my phone. I'm not draining my battery to check my Facebook messages because I can do that on my watch now through a Bluetooth connection. <laughs> I would that love that, especially at work. I would love that. Yes. I'm just looking at the time, really. Yeah. Oh, what Scrolling time is through? it? Oh, how... <laughs> that's Robbie. <laughs> Nobody's <He's> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever been so interested in the time ever yes. before <laughs> as they will be Please when the Google ask smartwatch. Me what time it is. <laughs> yeah. But it could, could it be that we're all becoming Dick Tracy? And we've got all of our devices and we've got all of our, you know, stuff that is wirelessly connected to our telephone, which the smartphone now becomes a little bit less of having to constantly pull it out of your pocket every time you get a ding. No, you can just look at your watch and say, oh, it was unimportant or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Maybe it is important, but you don't have to keep pulling this thing out of your pocket. That's how things get broken. Ah. Ah. Ah, I like Uh it. I also want one of those for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, you can get the full stories at category5.tv slash newsroom. This week, the category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I am Commander Dermatis. Why, thank you. And I'm Lieutenant Commander Ferguson. Nice to have you here joining us at Category 5 Technology TV tonight. And I'd like to say hello to all of our viewers who are joining us from Miro Internet TV, also Roku. Um, You're watching us on the Blip.TV channel, also uh, on the Tech Podcast Network channel. It's nice to have you here. And know that we are going to be launching our very own HD channel on the Roku device. We're very much looking forward to that. Uh, also, people watching through firstrun.tv and, and YouTube, uh, it's so good to have you here. So, sorry, losing it there for just a second. It's all this it's space It's dry dust. out in space, I have to say. Mm-hmm. It's good to have some water. Huh? Yep. <sighs> all right. We have uh, incoming written communication here. 
Bring it on. From ABQTKY. Hey, yeah. Okay. He says, or she, Robbie, please accept my apology. For several weeks before registering, I was. Apology accepted. Yes. <laughs> before registering, I was able to watch the show via Roku and all seemed fine. Then oh, I yes. broke down and registered, and since then I've okay. noticed both audio and video anomalies repeatedly. I wonder if it was just a fluke. You think? Was it the top of season seven? Because when season seven started, we brought in all new stuff. We're working to get things ready for the fundraiser, and we had a, uh, one of our microphone cables got busted, and so there was static sounds. I don't think it was because you registered. I think it was just that was the nature of live television, unfortunately. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Problem solved, right? How do we sound tonight? How do we sound I know that my microphone was a little dodgy right off the top, but I think I got it figured out. Oh, good. Okay. I think. Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, um, topic change, he says, Point Linux. Could it be a Point Linux anomaly or a catastrophe that everything seems to default and revert to pa- revert paper size to A4 repeatedly? They don't have A4 wherever they may be. Um, carefully as he can, he sets the paper size to letter and repeatedly it doesn't stick. Oh, no. So um, is that something that he will constantly need to be reconfigured? I wonder if you need to launch the printer... Uh, modification dialog, and I don't have a printer installed on my computer, if you need to run it as super user, which um, let's see if there's an easy way to do that. I'm not sure if it does or not, but in the printing dialog, unfortunately I don't really print a lot of stuff, and I don't have a printer connected to my computer, but if you are running as super user and then save the settings, then it should save it globally for all the users. What I think might be happening is you're setting it for the user that's running and then when you reboot you lose those settings because it's not saved within kind of the the system um, configuration of that printer but it's really tough to say that might be something where we could um, remote in using team viewer and take a look uh, perhaps during off hours and i can record the session and see if we can get it fixed for you and then we'll play it back the following week um, that might be a good idea consider that let me know pop me an email live at category 5.tv um, people in the chat room, especially Mastermind ZH, kind of confused about the fact that the commanding officer here at uh, on the Enterprise is, in fact, sitting at a con and reading over things like communications. And truthfully, the crew is on shore leave right now, and so you know we thought we would give them a break. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Commander Dermatis has been nice enough to step in. Uh, yeah, we play poker together and all I'm that kind of stuff. I'm a great commander for the people. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that she outranks me. I mean, I've been vowing, you know, trying to get into her job for quite some time, but uh, it's what I happens. Do you love that I outrank you? Yeah, you've In been, fact, I'm pretty sure I will wear this. You just. Always. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I turn them into Trekkies, folks. Yeah. I don't actually want to say what I'm thinking, but. Maybe have watched maybe five episodes total in my entire life. That's five more than you did, what, a year ago? Yeah, that's true. That's That's true. true. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get into it. Okay. I I think this is going to help. This might help. I'll just put on my Commander onesie. (laughs) (laughs) Sit there with the the popcorn. (laughs) That'd be great. My super awesome PJs here. Speaking about converting you to wonderful 
things like Star Trek. Yes. There's something else that we've been, you know, talking about. I have asked for, and I realize that it is a little ways away, but it's never too early to start asking for Christmas presents. I have asked for a laptop for Christmas, and I am going to put Linux on it and learn Linux because... As of now, all I know is Windows. Yes. However, I am completely overwhelmed, which means that I will be bringing my laptop in here and having both Robbie and everyone help me, everybody Wonderful. in the chat room, <laughs> help me with my Linux questions. And what, what do you use the computer for? I mean, realistically, everything that you need is going to be on Linux. Mm-hmm. So, like you surf the internet. I do. Use Facebook. You I, use I do. the internet and email and all of that. Right now, I don't have a computer. All I have is a little tiny smartphone. It's not really that okay. small. But let me tell you, I have been sending the most curt, short, um, non-polite emails possible because I have big old fingers compared to the letters. You and have the I nails. Just, that's yeah, it's tough too on much. A touch screen. So Robbie sends me Look this really emails. nice, fabulous email, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it." So detailed and verbose. I know, and <laughs> exactly, loquacious even. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm just like, "Yep, ten four. Why don't you re- answer my questions? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I can't wait to put Linux on it for you. So, mm-hmm. so we're all looking let's forward just, to getting that laptop. Let's just hope I get it now that I've yes. publicly asked for it across yeah, the, the land. There you go. Yeah. Across the universe, really. Yes. The galaxy. <laughs> this is galaxy class. We are being hailed by Paulo Serrero. First of all, thank you for a very good program about Linux. I really in- enjoy and try not to miss any episodes. Speaking of Linux. Yeah, it's our pleasure, Paulo. Um, now the problem. I recently have a new laptop with Windows 8 pre-installed with a recovery partition and an EUFI. The problem is I want to install Linux as a dual boot with Windows oh, 8 yeah. and keep the recovery partition. Mm-hmm. I've tried to install Linux with no success, with or without boot secure. And now another problem. After the upgrade to Windows 8.1, I have annoy- an annoying message in the desktop that the boot secure is off. I think this problem, <laughs> this is a problem that many of your viewers might also be struggling with. So can we discuss and solve, hopefully during the program? That's tough. I mean, because we're talking UEFI. Microsoft has said, oh, here's a great way to protect you from hackers gaining access to your BIOS and being able to rewrite your boot partition. But guess what? It also means you can't install competing OSs very easily. That can be a real pain. Mm. Debian has an article. I'm going to bring it up here. It is, uh, let's see if I can type this in for you longhand and you can follow along. I'm going to put it in the show notes for episode number 319 as well. www.debian.org slash releases slash stable slash Debian installer. There it is, up on the big screen. It's all about installing Debian 7. And if you look... We're going to do a quick search for UEFI, and you'll see that there are potential issues with UEFI booting on an AMD64 system. And there are some good suggestions here on what you can do. Of course, one of those is that you can actually switch off UEFI in your BIOS and run as a legacy BIOS or in fallback, fallback mode. That's a good solution to make it work, but it's not the ideal way to solve the problem. Um, 
I think that you could follow along with some of the information that's here and, and hope for the best. Get into some communities for the distro of choice, whatever distro that you're using. I think if you're using Debian, get into the Debian forums and use some of the documentation. They've got excellent documentation. Ubuntu has a spectacular uh, Ubuntu forums, and you know you go there. It's community-driven. People ask and answer questions all the time. Um, that would be a good good way to do it can't really walk you through how to fix a UF, UEFI issue on the air like this. But that's the problem. Is as you buy new hardware these days, you almost want to first find out, has this been tested with Linux? Because it's not that Linux is anything less than any other operating system. It's that Microsoft and the developers of the hardware have put this stuff into place to try to prevent the ability to install other operating systems okay so when i'm asking for a laptop should i be asking for a specific one i guess it, like i i don't know what do you guys think in the community I, I think preferably something that is not windows 8 locked down right because any you know a lot of the laptops that you get retail these days are going to be windows 8 and so they're built almost to be appliances where you can't really get windows 8 out of there because it's actually not just part of the hard drive, it's now a part of the BIOS. But if you can disable that, if you can disable the UEFI features of your BIOS and go into a legacy mode, then quite possibly you'd be able to install without problem. In this particular instance, I think, though, um, Paulo is trying to do a dual boot, which is kind of tough when you have that kind of a situation because Windows 8 wants it to be this way, Linux wants it to be this way, and they can't kind of coexist, so you almost have to switch the BIOS around every time you reboot the computer, depending on which OS you want to use. Not an ideal situation, so. Hmm. Good luck. Keep us posted, okay? And I'm, I, I hope that Debian is able to give you a hand, and I guess it depends on which, which uh, distribution you're looking for, too. All right. Alpec has asked, hey, during Alpec. last week's show, episode 317... A couple of weeks back oh, now. A couple yeah. of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Near the end of the crypto locker discussion, you mentioned something about having a CFS but never elaborated. Can you please? CFS. I wonder if you mean CIFS, which is uh, connecting to um, like a Windows network share, previously a Samba share, for example. Um, if that's the case, that's what I would have been talking about. I don't know what the reference is to. Uh, CIFS, Samba being able to um, connect to a network NAS device, uh, a Windows file share on your network. CryptoLocker, in this particular instance, the fear when you have, let's say I have probably what I was saying, and I'm trying to think back to the episode. Um, If I have a folder on my Linux computer, say my documents, okay, so that folder is actually shared using CIFS, which allows Windows computers to access that folder, think Samba, okay? Then if CryptoLocker gets infected on one of your Windows computers and those computers have access to your CIFS shared folder on your Linux computer, then even though Linux is not susceptible to CryptoLocker and Windows viruses, the files that are in that share will be destroyed because the Windows computer has access to the CIFS shared folder on your Linux computer. So you lose the protection that Linux provides because Windows has access to write to that folder. 
I think that might be what I was talking about. Okay. I hope that's a little clearer for you. Thanks for the question, Alpec. Excellent. Do we have time for one more? I think so. All right. This is from Old Salt. Um, my pastor has a television ministry and broadcasts nice. to Canada. Um, you may have heard of it, Souls Harbor. Very cool. I've been talking to him about Linux, and he seems interested. My question to you is, does Linux have a distro set up for broadcasting, and which distro do you use, if so? And finally, is there anything specific I should be telling him? Okay, first of all, yeah, anything specific. <laughs> In four minutes or less. Fight the machine, man. Uh, we, we like freedom. And I think uh, that anybody in the world prefers freedom. And Linux gives you freedom when it comes to your computer, right? So this, there is, I think there's a feeling of freedom when you run Linux because it's yours and you're able to manipulate it and set it up the way that you want it to be. So that's kind of a part of what makes Linux so great. It's not just free as in, hey, you don't have to pay for it. It's also free like freedom. So you got to like that. As far as a distro for broadcasting, not too sure. Let's see what I can come up with. Of course, there is UbuntuStudio.org. Studio.org. Ubuntu Studio is a long-time distribution based on Ubuntu, as you can imagine. And Ubuntu Studio is designed specifically for multimedia users. So if we go into the Feature Tour, for example, you'll see that there are specifically... Um, you know, sections for audio, graphics, video, photography, and publishing. So if you're doing video, for example, we go in there and you'll notice that Ubuntu Studio, in fact, comes kind of pre-configured to be able to do some of the multimedia stuff that otherwise with most Linux distributions you'd have to install separately. It is based, you know, all on free software. So you can get these things in other distributions as well, but Ubuntu Studio, I think, is the one that is pre-configured for that kind of thing, multimedia use. It's okay. Ubuntu, pardon me, ubuntustudio.org. That's U-B-U-N-T-U studio.org. And I'll put links for you in the show notes for episode number 319. 319. Mm. Thanks for the question. Hey, we have a Google Plus Hangout immediately following the show. We've got to wrap up some files and things like that. It'll probably take me about 10, 15 minutes, uh, and then we'll be live on Google Plus Hangouts live on air. Uh, so you can watch that on our YouTube channel if you're unable to get on to Google Plus. Otherwise, join us on our Google Plus uh, Hangout at cat5.tv slash G+. That's G-P-L-U-S. Excellent. Next week, Erica Lalonde is on. Yeah. And we got to talk to you about how you can win a boatload of EcoAlkaline's batteries boatload. on next week's show. Incidentally, I don't know if you realize this, but we talk about how the technology of the future is here on the Enterprise Bridge. But did you realize that on the spaceship, we're actually, everything is powered by EcoAlkaline? <laughs> because in the future, we care about the Earth a lot more than... than 21st century folk so they last and last i've got a boatload of these things to give away literally i'm talking i like hope dozens doesn't say i am going to watch next week's show and make sure that it is a boat load you best be i'm, I'm literally gonna have to bring it boat. on in a boat in a boat but seriously like the sushi got, boats like we're talking well over a year supply here like if, if you want 
everybody's got to buy batteries throughout the year, right? So you, you might as well get a box from us. Uh, and ecoalkalines.com is going to be here. We're giving it away. So what I need you to do if you're joining us live right now in the chat room, I need you to tell me your state. Simply state it right now, and uh, the timestamp is 7.59, so we're going to watch for that. That is going to be your ballot. Now, if you're watching this after the fact, all you have to do is email us live at category5.tv. Email us your state, and that, of course, state or province, I should Mm -hmm. say. So if you're from Ontario, just write us an email that says, Ontario. And uh, if you're from wherever? New Jersey. New Jersey. (laughs) Just email us. It's just New Jersey. There you go. How do you like that reference? Okay, folks. Well, what else have we got for you? Uh, Studio clocks change this weekend. So if your clocks do not change between now and episode number 320, you need to note that the time is going to be different for you on the show. So it's on our website. You'll be able to see the countdown. Make sure you're here. It's been fun. It's been great. Have you enjoyed yourself? I've had a blast. Have you? Don't forget... All this can be ours and more. I mean, we're just playing tonight, but really just the technology that allows us to do this is a big part of our studio build. Cat5.tv slash studio. And we'd love to have you participate in that this week. Only one thing left to do, Sasha. Would you like to take over the con and fly this thing? I would love to. Sasha, what did you do? All I did was push the green button. All hands a bit. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.